Even in the strangest tales, some names are still redacted. These are their stories. Encounters, a show where we play pen and paper RPGs in which we've randomly determined as many things as possible, including characters, villains, names, places, and other odd stuff. It all comes together to be a very random encounter. I'm Wheels. I'm Logan. I'm Lee. And I'm Greg. I really like the energy in the room right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun, yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice evening. Um, Anita, would you like to recap the events of last week's episode? Uh, sure. So we talked to the People who owned that house, I guess I I did, and then also Herman posed as an authority figure so that they would come to you. Although I had a badge, so they were pretty much falling in step. Seems like the whole neighborhood maybe uh, went missing or uh, appeared in the woods, kind of like we did. And I guess that was because the aliens wanted to get people away from the weird magic. Speaking of, the weird magic is the reason why those creatures exist, like the little apple that's got a pyramid for a head and a bunch of torsos. <laughs> we dubbed those socks because they're like somebody was trying to knit a sock in magic and messed up. And then uh, the source of all the socks we're calling the knot. And so now we're going to go undo the knot and um, we're stretching this metaphor as far as it'll go. <laughs> that sounds right to me. <laughs> <laughs> when we, Last left, the three of you, things weren't like pretty haphazard because it was just like there was so much going on. That entire suburb uh, had just experienced lost time and everyone was kind of just getting back to their homes. And all there's still all of these, you know, socks running around these, <laughs> these magical, these kind of, I guess I wouldn't call them like magical constructs because that implies someone constructed them when it's just kind of magical accidents. But it does it does imply in this universe that the cryptids are socks, right? Whatever you wanna Uh the cryptids? Maybe? I don't know. If you want them to be I mean, I mean I know Bud very strictly thinks that he's very separate from the socks, but I don't well, know. I mean I, I thought the socks were like magical offshoots of a thing that was happening because of this backwards magic. Yeah, the That's not what stuff. Bud is. Bud is right. just part of Earth. Well, maybe you'll find out. So uh, what I was going to mention is that things have kind of calmed down. It's It's been a little while. It's like that was all overnight, and like now the sun is rising, and you're probably really, really tired, mm. but things have calmed down a bit, so it doesn't feel as frantic as you're heading to the knot to check it out. What's the what's the vibe like? It's been a it's been a long night for y'all. Yeah, I think I think Anita gets grumpy when she's tired. Yeah, I think Bud's probably just quiet. If everybody's quiet, Herman is quiet because he doesn't <laughs> have any cues to go yeah. off of. Like, oh, I guess this is the quiet part of the trip. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it is. Like, occasionally you have to elbow one or the other to like get them make sure they're not falling asleep while walking. <laughs> but there's a lot of nodding off. Uh, but then. Before you know it, you are there at Bud's Pond, where supposedly this knot is. What do you do? I mean, how how refined of a positioning do I get from the 
from feeling the magic out. If you go to feel out in the magic, like once you tap in, it's like, oh, yep, there it is. <laughs> oh, just it's, the whole swamp? Uh, yeah, so it's like, now that you're here, you know what you're looking for. It's already done. It's exploding, <laughs> you know? Once you tap into the magic, the evidence is really clear. There was some sort of, like, magical pressure buildup, and it sort of blew a hole in things. And I think, actually, once, Anita, you tap into the magic yourself, I think because there's so much residual activity here, you can kind of share your ability to see and feel out the magic to your compatriots. Like, you can kind of make... Uh, your way of seeing the magic uh, visible to your friends here as well because there's just so much magical energy left from whatever this sort of explosion was and now that you're all there and you're all looking at it and you're all feeling it it strikes you that what's happening, what's going to happen is not some, you know valiant heroic encounter to close the rift or whatever because instead of like a big action sequence this is a long logistical problem because it really does feel like the magic equivalent of like there was a, a leaky elbow on a pipe and it's just since you know it was leaking out some magic and his sense burst and it's kind of the magical equivalent of that and and you can kind of look through and see, like, you know, you don't know how magic works and what the structure of it is, but, like, whatever structure magic works on, there was a structural failure here. If you had, like, a magical contractor, he would be like, well, there's your problem, you know? <laughs> Penny will start a fire. That's what strikes you immediately. Um, what are your responses to that? You know. <laughs> I think Herman walks over to Anita. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I think that I want to try something that I'm very scared of doing. Okay. But I need your help. What is it? Um, he pulls out a bag of eggs. <laughs> Why mm. does he have a bag of eggs? <laughs> uh, and he holds them out, and he's like, "Well, breakfast." <laughs> I, what I need you to do is I, I am going to close my eyes. I need you to crack the eggs and put the eggshells. These are. Around where did me. you pull these fucking eggs from? This is, this is a thing I've been afraid to do. I keep them in case I ever have the courage. How do you keep them from not like breaking all in your pocket or wherever? I'm very careful. Just all I the time. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm just. Let's just move on. I'm not gonna ask you more questions about the eggs. I mean, so, so mostly. There's, they're mostly hard boys. I just need the shells. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm real good at this. And Bud, Bud takes the hard-boiled ones and just, like, pops them out. Easy. <laughs> but I, so, then Herman closes us. So just so lays them out in front of me. When when you're done, tell me to open my eyes. So just, just put the shells out in any kind of way? Yes. Huh. Okay. Well, close, close your eyes. And Herman does. Um, Bud, like, takes them in his, like, cupped hands and, like, you know how, like, if you have a softball and you kind of toss it up a few inches to just sort of feel the heft of it? Right, yep. He does that with the eggs to sort of, like, loosen them up and kind of feel them. By the way, you do have to restrain your uh, little shark 
uh, <laughs> pyramid oh, apple. Uh, yeah. beast from <laughs> apple from um, from eating the hard boiled eggs. I mean, but, sorry, continue. One yeah. of his hard boiled eggs. Well, he can right? have the eggs, right? He can have the yeah. eggs. He can have the shells. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's gobbling away. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Bud like does that, you know, kind of tosses them just a few inches, just a feel of them, kind of separate the shells a little bit, and then he just tosses them in the air and lets them fall in front of Herman. And he says, uh, okay. So Herman opens his eyes and sees them, and the compulsion hits. I have never seen so many broken houses before. I was 10 years old when I was brought to this world. I am 27 years old now. And then he switches to, for the first time ever, his actual true changeling form and attempts to reach across. Whoa. So, explain to me what's going on here. Shell, <laughs> Sorry, it's an old, it's the one of the old German ways of forcing a changeling to say who they really are and become who they really are. Oh wow! Whoa. Is to break eggshells around? Yeah, because eggs, because <laughs> fairies live in eggs. Hmm. So seeing, I see destroyed houses around them causes hmm. them to. Sort of unsync from the world and resync with their other world. Huh. Mm. Is this the first time you've seen yourself in your true form? Yes. Wow. If I remember correctly, you you are like an ageless, eternal being that, like, every time it becomes a new person, it like forgets. Yep. And so you, Herman, only have <laughs> memories of Herman, but this fairy thing that is you has been a million people. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, what do you look like? I think it's that idea of what gray aliens are based off of now. A flat, mostly featureless face, like a little, very thin sliver of a nose. Much bigger eyes, but they're not black. And, like, slightly pointed ears, but, like, everything is this weird sort of shimmery white, like, one uniform color. So Bud says, oh, uh, hold on a second. And he, like, reaches behind a particular bush inside of a particular hollow of a particular tree. <laughs> and he pulls out a mirror mm. that he has to make sure he looks presentable for, like, going out in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he holds it up for Herman. Oh, Wow. Do you... I don't think he has any worse because it's like... <laughs> Bud licks his eye. And he just stares at it for a bit and then goes back to what he thinks he needs to do. Okay. Okay. Uh, what is it that you think you need to do? So he's going to reach across to the people who know how to fix these things or at least mm -hmm. like this is their water escaping Yeah. and hopes that somebody cares enough to try to fix it. Like to see that it's if it's a if it's a major problem on the magic side. Assume mm -hmm. he sort of assumes that they had been split apart. You, th this is new to you, right? That this, oh, absolutely like, direct. Yeah, you know, so much of this, but but specifically this like direct gaze into the magic that makes you you, right? You you've always known it, sort of in in parallel. You've always known how your magic is connected, but I suppose it's like getting a real intimate awareness of like how the cells in your body works. It's like, you've always yep. known, but like to feel that is different. And so now that you've 
entered into your true form, or rather, your magically unaltered form. I guess we we could say, because who knows what who knows what we want to call the true Herman. But this <laughs> this specific form of yourself is specifically attuned to the magic, and so when you reach in, it's like the same calamitous um, panic <laughs> that you saw in the suburbs is kind of being reflected in what you feel as you kind of reach out for help. Mm -hmm. The magical world is frantic right now too, because you don't know if it's just because of this thing that they're trying to fix on their end, or if there are multiple of these things, you don't know, but there's like, in the same way that when you called Muriel, it was tough to get a hold of her. There's a lot going on. Is there anyone in particular or anything in particular you're trying to communicate with? Myself. My <laughs> other self. <laughs> oh, like the the infinite yous that have existed before you. No, the kid that was swapped, the one that... <gasps> oh, her oh, wow. me. So the... Because we should have a connection. The human child that's been pulled into the magic when you were swi yeah. switch swapped? Right. So the kid whose memories you have, yeah. Yep. I think that it's like pure chance i don't think this is because this is just a rant this is just bud's pond and it just happens to be a place where the infrastructure of the magic burst open but because it has and you have this view into the magical currents you kind of get a survey of what's flying by and it's sheer luck that you feel it's almost like uh how i've heard like phantom pain being described where like the limb isn't there, but you feel it anyway. You mm -hmm. you feel a part of you is kind of whizzing towards this hole in the, the sort of breach in the magic. And it doesn't feel like a, a whole lot of something, but you feel um, like a bit of soul that you're connected to is zipping by in this kind of magical pipe system. And I think you're able to once it passes by your little view hole, you're kind of able to use your influence over it to stop it in place. And I don't think Bud or Anita, you can really see this happening to you. It just still looks like flashing lights um, shooting past in this like rift in the in the pond itself. But Herman, because it's you, you know that <laughs> that little flashing light right there that you're able to keep in place is you or it's part of what's left of the kid that you swapped with or it's the soul of that kid or it's a bit of that kid's memories that the, the the identity bit of this is has been so muddled by the swap that it's kind of t hard to tell where one bit begins and w where the changeling begins and where the child herman ends you know but mm -hmm. there is something that is outside of you but feels like it should be part of you that you're able to grab and it just feels like that bit of soul just happened to be flying by by sheer luck what do you think that part is like is it a memory is it spirit what is it greg i think so generally like it would have been the favored child of once it was taken, once they've done it successfully, like that kid is like king for a chunk of time. <laughs> like it's spoiled and treated so well that eventually it just decided to just find this is my life and I'm just going to 
fully give everything over to this world. So I think it's actually that little tiny bit of I wonder what I would have been mm. that connects us because we both wonder yeah. what we would have been. Mm. And that's the part that I pick up. Yeah, I think like, and it's probably surprising too for you to find your kind of other self in a purely magical form, but it almost makes too much sense that like, <laughs> of course, that's how it would be that this kid would become more magical and you would become more mundane in the yeah in the switch yeah and it's yeah it feels like yeah you you get that kind of um connection and i think you feel like this is a connection you could pull on later if if you wanted but that that energy feels like it's kind of pulling back into its you know it's it's being pulled back into the current is there anything you want to do with that energy while you are able to interact with it before you let it go? I think he just looks at it and just says, we need your help. We need, if any part of you cares about this world, please find somebody to help. And then he lets it go. And you don't know what happens. It just feels like uh, in the same way that when Anita let the, the first of the two cryptids, or not cryptids, the first of the two socks go, uh, the other episode, it's just, it's out of your hands and it's taken by the current. Hmm. And you don't know if they're going to come back, but you've at least sent the message out there. Yeah. And then I think Herman forces himself to look like himself again. What do you mean by that? Like a uh, gray alien or like Herman, <laughs> the Herman we know? To like Herman. I go back to being yeah. Herman. Like the way the way he's going to kill the connection to not make it worse Yeah, is to like accept like the mundane form again. Hmm. If I was Herman, that interaction would really like do a lot for me because me personally, I was like, damn, some kid had to die. So Herman could exist, but no, some kid basically got to be what Herman would have been if he wasn't. Yeah. Switched. I don't think Herman's exactly liking that in the current time period. <laughs> right. <laughs> like it would be a lot easier there, but it's yeah. not like you, because you right. exist, somebody, some child was murdered. It was just right. It's, it's a complete flip on your, yeah. Situation. <laughs> yeah. I just, I think Herman looks at the, the I have sense of message. I, I can't do anymore. Okay. Uh, what happens next? Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, it, so if, if there's any, if there isn't anything you want to else you want to do here, uh, what I think I want to do is like, um, I was thinking about this because with this being the second of what will be three, chapters in the horror um it kind of struck me that like this being the second installment we can kind of get a little out of our comfort zone with what a finale looks like because it's hmm. uh it's not really a, fin a finale in, an in right. any sense right it's like the end of the second act to some degree so i think what i want to do is like a bit of an expanded epilogue sequence where we look at like you have this big magical logistical problem and you have this group of uh, six plus people that are all connected to it to varying degrees and probably have varying degrees of like senses of responsibility to fix the problem. Um, some of you might be like, all right, I did what I, what I was hired to do by odd. I'm going back home. <laughs> what do you think that looks like knowing that, you know, it's going to take a lot of research to even know like what needs to be done to fix the problem and then the work to fixing it? Is that something that all three of you, plus all three of your um, NPCs, 
Don sure as hell doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, so let, let's let's just kind of go around the character horn and see. So before before we do that, yeah, I feel like I don't know if I just spaced out. I don't think I understand what just happened. So we got to the pond. We saw Anita helped us to see the basically magical rift. Yeah, Herman did a weird thing with Herman's other self, but like what? We didn't we didn't solve the problem. I think I think the epilogue that is. Yeah. Right. That is what's happened. That kind of the kind of like So to Anita and Bud though, like literally we just rocked up here and nothing happened. So we're still <laughs> just standing there. Like that's where we're at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If there is okay. more you want to do with the with the rift, we can absolutely do more before we go into that epilogue sequence. But it but kind of the idea is that like there's no way to salt to completely solve the problem right here and now. Yeah. I, well I do think it feels weird to go on from here without them at least like talking any absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's why yeah. I, th- I was i was expecting more conversation but logan said what's next so sorry i guess i was processing so i was just like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i think i think i yeah i think i was just processing what had just happened yeah, yeah. so let, let's maybe do like a just a final like we the players know that the epilogue's about to happen yeah. so our characters can maybe wrap up what they're doing here at the pond and then we can move into yeah. that. Okay. I love it. Uh, so I guess when Herman changes back to Herman, um, Bud's like, mm, so, uh, anybody got any ideas about this? I mean, um, I mean, I could just keep tugging on strings of magic, hoping that it sort of lo- lets loose this, I guess clog. It's we've mixed a lot of metaphors here. Mm-hmm. Herman, you all right? Yeah. What happened? Uh, I saw what I sh. That's right. I saw the other me. I I found the me that can maybe help, and I asked myself to find help. Okay. okay, that's cryptic, <laughs> but pretty descriptive for you, right? Well, I think what I've uh, determined here is that this um thing is mm, setting up permanent camp in my pond. Yeah, I'm gonna need to move ponds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I think that if the, if we can p- make makes this makes the string smaller, or it's like if we can just limit the leak that's coming in, that will help. Cool. But I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Hey, look, I I I gotta like move now though. Uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna do that now. I think I don't know what this magic is doing to, you know. I mean, my kids are in there, so uh, yeah, we're gonna. Y'all wanna? How do you think Bud moves like with his kids? He's gonna put them in a bucket, find somewhere to go. <laughs> yeah, much the same as Herman carries around a whole bunch of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> what's the What's the feeling like of like how long have you been? Has Bud lived here, and and is this like where Bud has always lived? Like how mm-hmm. bittersweet is this? Yeah, no, this is sad. Bud came out of this pond. He thinks that yeah. like. This is probably where, well, now he thinks that maybe Anita might be right. 
and maybe his consciousness is some kind of messed up thing because of this. But like now he's worried that bringing his kids out are like, are they going to be or not be Loveland Frogs? If there are like it does it have anything to do with the pond or is it him? Like he oh, doesn't, just yeah. doesn't know what's going on. But either way, he just wants them to be safe. So he has to move them. So can't just leave them here, even if this yeah. is what makes them Loveland Frogs. I, I think like as you're kind of thinking about that and like and, and 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 worrying about it, you're kind of like made aware of of or rather you remember that there there was always kind of this like instinctual, difficult to describe way in which you could like sense your pond when you weren't around it. Um, it you have this like really good sense of direction because of it, I think that like. Mm-hmm. You can kind of feel where your home is and it feels like you're kind of like following a hum back to its source. And now that you're here and after this kind of incident happened where where this magical knot kind of blew out, that hum is still there, but it is it feels much louder to continue that that hearing metaphor. And so it's like you think maybe whatever magic made you you has is part of the magic that's happening here. But there's more now because of what happened. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what you're able to kind of feel out with just in you know your bud senses. Your I've lived here forever <laughs> sense. It just feels like there's a, it's a little magic louder here than it was before. Huh. Yeah, all this has made me made Anita worry about her friend, and um, she's gonna try to reach out to blood <laughs> <laughs> through the magic. Yeah, through the pond. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Blood. <laughs> is, blood, is, blood. is blood available? <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want to reach out and see uh, what blood's doing, uh, feel free. I think because you already, uh, unlike Herman reaching out, like you've had more time physically together, uh, Anita and blood. And so I think that connection is easier to make. And it's. How do you want to do it? Do you want it to be like a video call or or <laughs> how do you want that to how do you want this uh interaction to go? I mean, she's literally just checking on if blood is okay or or even just say, like the first thing is like hi, I miss you, but then second is like there's a whole bunch of magic shit apparently seeping into this pond. Is that affecting your thing as well? Um I feel like if Anita has the ability to reach through the water to blood. We've already established blood can just all water is the same. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. I think she would see that connection and be like, the fuck is this? <laughs> she would just be there. Like, I don't think she would. I don't think it would be like a video call. I think she would just be like, I Hi, like that. I'm yeah. Here. You just kind of surface. <laughs> yeah. So I think she just like pops up out of <laughs> it. So, but so, but so Bud's already like got his kids. He's gone. He's like, look, I have, I gotta go. He did the thing. Packing up. This his would stuff, be very yeah. unsettling for him. So yeah, we're that's out of the way. <laughs> she was there the whole time. The <laughs> <laughs> fuck else is in my house? <laughs> the fuck, Anita? Yeah. Hey. Whoa. Uh, you look sort of different. I like it more. Um, fishy than before. Oh. Ah. Thanks. You look exactly the same. What is going on? Oh, you know, time travel. Um, it's been like a week. What? <laughs> since I saw you last. To me. I, I presume more t- more time to you. Right? Yeah. 
I mean, time's kind of weird, but I think it's been a little bit more than a week. Yeah, well, a lot um, more than a week. It's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, hey, I think she goes in for a hug. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now that she's like soaking wet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's magic. I'm dry. It's fine. Oh, okay, cool. That's neat. <clears throat> but, oh, hey, but, this is my friend Herman. Sorry. <laughs> hey. I don't know if Greg, yeah. if that was a genuine cough or if yes, that was. Yes, it was. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I'm still no, that was a, that was a, that was a Herman coughing. Like, what the fuck is just happening? As much as Herman is like, what the fuck is just happening yeah. in his own sort of. Sorry, sorry, I forgot to introduce uh, Herman. That's it. Yes. But, but she, are you from the? This is my best friend. My best friend. Was <laughs> a fish person. So you're not. I told you. Yeah, but. Z- you didn't say they came out of the water. Well, I had never, you know, it's only been like a week for me again. Um, I've never tried that. I feel like that's prob that's, I can't just like, it's not like a beeper, right? Blood. I can't just. Uh, what is, what is a beeper? I, I don't know what that is either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A lot. Of, okay. So a lot of things that I say just come out of the hat and I don't really know how to filter them. <laughs> Look, I understood what you meant, and no, it's not like that. I I don't think. I mean, nobody else has ever been able to contact me before like that. It was like, I mean, I was just swimming, minding my own business, like I do always, my own business. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. And and then I just saw this pond, and I was like, well, that's new. That wasn't here a minute ago, so I came up to see what it was, and it was you. That is is what I did. That is is how I've been to the other and found found myself in the water. I did that, too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you just two little peas in a pod, ain't you? <laughs> this place feels kind of weird. I don't know if I like it. There's a magical leak. There's a... Yeah. There's, I think huh. that might be why you it was so easy for you to enter. Uh, something's going on here with like a, like a clog. Yeah, that makes sense. It's not usually so easy for me to get to like any old water it's like a whole thing it's like a <laughs> ritual you know like uh you gotta pay the price and do the thing and well yeah. you know you know anita you know how it is yeah yeah <laughs> uh but this was just there and it did seem a might bit weird so um yeah well uh hmm. i don't <laughs> know i guess um you trying to figure it out was, was this just a social call or can or can your friends help? It's not. No, no, no. This is. Uh, it's. It. Yes. First of all, yes. It is a social call. Thank you for coming. I love you. Great to see you again. Also, business call. Secondary concern. Um, do you have like? Could you speak to some in the water management? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, look, they're gonna be really interested in this. Just letting people like get out for no good reason without having to like you know <laughs> do the rights is a little bit frowned upon. So I don't think they'll like this. <laughs> in fact, I should probably go. <laughs> oh. I want to get in trouble. Oh no, I didn't get you in trouble, did I? Uh oh. I mean, you know, I'm basically in charge here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> She gives you a wink. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I know the boss of the magic water stuff. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> Bye. 
<laughs> it was real good to see you. You too. It was very nice pleasure meet you, meeting you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Thinking a lot about Orville. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about him because this season has really shown me like it's really hard to get an NPC arc to happen mm -hmm. with this number of episodes. Like you you can kind of get NPCs feeling real in like a one shot, but like boy, I wanted to do more with Orville, and then only a few episodes in, I I realized like oh no, I gotta ditch him so that we <laughs> we can get time with the characters. And so I think like what I want to have Orville's epilogue be is that he realizes that, you know, the whole time he's had this like kind of hands off approach where he's like, you know, he's in charge of, of watching Anita on behalf of the FBI while she's at the ODD. And I think in this time he's realized like, you know, he enjoyed when he was in the military and like it's, it's a different thing to be a spy, like spying on Nazis than to be a spy, like spying on your friends, which is kind of what it became, even though Anita is like a new friend. And now that he's with the FBI, as opposed to the military, like even though he's technically doing the same things, it it's meaningfully really, really different work that he can't really find himself in. And so I think he's actually formally joining the ODD and his specific like job going forward is that he works under the founder, um, under, under Blodwin, <laughs> as like Blodwin's assistant whenever Blodwin goes out. We, Blodwin, we we yes. barely mentioned at the beginning of this, is the founder of the ODD, but is also a former we... PC on... Yeah, I don't think we mentioned oh, it. We, we talked about it on chat. I think we just talked about that on our own text messages. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that we, we talked about like the eccentric billionaire, at least in our text about the eccentric billionaire who founded the ODD being Blodwin Murray from... The Call of Cthulhu season. Uh, and I really like Orville's ending being that, like, I think he has one last conversation with Anita about it. Would you be willing to hop in the scene, Anita? Sure. Cool. He says, uh, hey, I know there's a lot going on. Yeah. I know we kind of, uh, kind of lost connection with all of, all of the stuff going on. Uh, first, are you doing okay? I know there's been a lot. Y yeah. I, um, yeah, I'm actually kind of thriving, I think. That's that's really great. Um so good news, bad news. Mm -hmm. Um bad news is I quit Whoa. today? Well, I mean if you if you felt like you needed to, good that's good news. Congratulations on your Oh, uh, thanks. Yeah, um yeah, I just, you know, um I was supposed to like keep watching you and then they like had a whole schedule for me of like now that I had this experience, they wanted me to like watch other mm. magic people and like the middle of rush. I don't want to. I didn't want to do it. But Orville, who's going to buy weird snacks for the next recruit? I don't know. Herman. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I wasn't. I wasn't really critiquing your decision. It was. Yeah. Just lighthearted. Yeah. <laughs> Aha. Mm -hmm. Um. But oh, um, the, the good news, the good news um, is that we actually are still working together. Oh, um, I don't know if you've met. You've only been here a bit. 
I I only just met him too, but when I was looking for a job a, at ODD, I thought it might be a good fit for me. The guy at the door was like really, he was odd. He was really gung ho about it, and I didn't realize the whole time that that I was talking to him asking for a job that he was actually like the boss. Whoa. Because he just seemed like kind of like a normal dude. But apparently he's the big boss, so huh. now I'm, I guess, his apprentice? Wow, that's a huge... Yeah, it's a weird career move for me, but... Sounds like a promotion. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I don't know what to expect, but all that to say, I wanted to thank you, because, uh, you know, we had a we had a good uh, arrangement there. Uh, yeah. Me not actually spying on you and, you know, you doing whatever you want. Um, yeah. It was, uh, I think it was good for both of us. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm not your weird, uh, FBI babysitter anymore, and maybe we could just be, uh, work pals. Sounds that good. sound good? Yeah. Cool. I hope that you'll still recommend some books for me, and maybe occasional snacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Great. I mean, Denise just is still killing people. <laughs> 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 she just... Literally, this is like a bump in the road. Like, that was weird, but... Do you think she ever runs into the paranormal oh, again? I think, or? I think all the time. Yeah. Now that it's one of those things where now that you're aware of it... It's like learning a new uh, word. You keep yeah, hearing it's it. like, yeah. oh, I just keep using it. So I think, like, I think she goes into sort of like a side business of, like, I will do all of these Nothing nothing scares me. I'll take your weirdest job, but I'm charging double. Oh, and I think a lot of, if that's the case, if you become kind of the paranormal assassin, I think a lot of your jobs have become not maybe not assassinations, but but capturing of what we've been calling socks. It's because there's just so many. There's like all yeah. of, the, especially in that area right now, it's just like there's a lot of work <laughs> to be doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So does Herman still want Muriel to like help him with uh, his accent and stuff? Oh yeah. Well, and now okay. it's like, I think he is completely aware that uh, aging is really optional. Like I think he thought that, but now it's been made clear that aging is really optional. <laughs> yeah. Um. And, like, at some point when he's just done, he'll just probably leave, but he's not done. Uh, So, yeah, like, he definitely wants to, especially after that police fiasco, when he had to try to speak American. Yeah. Definitely was like, (laughs) okay, this was bad. (laughs) So I think, yeah, I think Muriel and Herman kind of get a little friendship going, and, like, she teaches them... um, she doesn't. She can't teach him how to speak American, but she helps him find someone that can. But what she does is sort of teach him like how to be off grid and how to like not rely so much on the ODD for getting jobs or any of the things. Like just you know, if he doesn't want the ODD to know where he's at, she's she can help him learn how to do that. Like all of the different things that Herman yeah. just sort of like were blind spots in his knowledge base. I think this is all very weird for Bud. And I think he just sort of like 
how cryptids do, he kind of disappears. <laughs> and no one sees Bud for a long time, but he just sort of recedes, finds a nice, quiet place to be, raise his family, do his thing. And every once in a while, there's like a sighting of the Loveland Frog, but I don't think he does jobs for the ODD really. But he'll do things for Muriel, and he'll do things for Anita and, and Herman. But like, I like to think maybe there's like a like an annual potluck at the pond. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so like you occasionally see him, but he's mostly receded. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that's it. And I think some of his kids are Loveland frogs. Oh, yeah. even in other ponds, the magic was in you all along. <laughs> that too, but also like they were in there. Yeah, that's I mean, true. you know. Don keeps on renting out space to the ODD uh, and making a little bit of money. And I think he gradually transitions more and more to just being odds like infrastructure, man, uh, rather than leaving the pastor thing behind. Yeah, this is really not his deal in any way. (laughs) (laughs) I was never in it to begin with. Yeah. And then Anita has like, you know, basically landed into the job of her dreams. It's likes slaying but I don't know for some reason she likes this version of it a lot better um, less violent yeah and more like thought heavy and uh, I think she spends a lot of time figuring out what the clog is uh, like that's you know like where Denise was do- was hunting down all the socks Anita is really focused on the knot itself for a long time and also she uses that opportunity to learn much more about how magic works now I think also that this, the clog in general, was like another small reawakening of magic. So I think like as she does that, she gets more powerful than what she could do. What's it like to, and maybe this doesn't happen to Anita because of mad time magic, but like, what's it like to grow old in it, or, or not grow old because you're still young, but like, what's it like to grow up yeah. in a different time because like that's what you really get the opportunity to do here yeah um I don't know how long ago she got the Stargoon hat but and I and it's been headcanon for me but I made it like actual canon in this episode it just it feeds her information from its time a lot like I, I was like man I'm, I'm being too like surfer girl with her but I was like no it's the hat <laughs> the, uh-huh. the hat gives her <laughs> no unaffected voice and talking about beepers and shit and so I think that as that stuff comes out, it's actually like more comfortable. Like mm. I think she, I think she feels like she belongs the more she stays in this yeah. version of time. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. So I think like we can see a span of years from Herman, depending on when the next one picks up. But I think Herman and Muriel work very closely together. And as he should, like he ages appropriately but once it gets to the point where Herman will be at retiring ages, age, he introduces his next identity so that he can let Herman die mm. and then the new identity pick up so that there aren't questions. And so I think, like, if we go throughout time, you just see, like, that sort of, like, fast-forward motion of, like, Herman living his life and doing on all of the ODD stuff and then, like, slowly aging and then it like split cuts where he'll go home and then come out as like a 20 year old 
version of somebody mm. who, you know, could be his kid, could be anybody. And then eventually, like, you see them running parallel and then, then the Herman identity stops. And this new one carries on until he has to switch again. And I think he works alongside the ODD as long as the ODD's mission statement mm. stays the same. Right. But I'm thinking sometime, like, when things go bad around the 90s or 2000s, <laughs> he, like, if their mission statement changes and he leaves. Oh, that's interesting. And just exists in in his own life. Like, he goes, takes Muriel's advice and goes off their radar. I wonder what the bad thing that happens is. We should probably explore that in microscope. In the <laughs> That's absolutely something we can explore in microscope. We get a cut of Viola, the the alien woman that uh, that you had spoken to before, and she's and the camera angle is such that you can't see much of the area, but you are clearly in some sort of spaceship, and and I think and you can hear like a kind of airplane style, like like that type of background noise, and uh, and there's some like levers and a lot of that like projector technology that we saw in the transmitter and receiver, so we can tell that she has like clearly left Earth and is now uh, back in space, hmm. and she's like flipping through the files on her little transmitter and we were talking about how it's like a little slideshow where it has all of that data and she ends up landing as she's flipping through old files she lands on the current updated version of of what's happening with y'all's not like i think she has a bunch of pages of all of these like anomalies that her organization is looking into and she's looking at like the past files she's had and like checking up on them and i think she just smiles because she like looks at her readings and realizes that like her bat like really paid off that, <laughs> that just like letting earth take care of earth magic problems in this case, like has done incredibly well. And I think that's how we see the fruits of you all's labors is like this alien organization comes back to check up on things and then realizes they didn't even need to check up. It's like the first time in media when Earth got a passing grade from an alien. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and that's and that's kind of what it is. It's like you get the passing grade, and she's like, "Wow, you know, <laughs> they really did it." And 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 you know, you see the smile on her face, and then it zooms off into light speed or whatever. And I think that's what we end on. on Facebook and Twitter at VREcast or email us at hi at VRE.show. Check out our website at VRE.show for a listening guide, links to everyone's Twitter, and our shop for some neato merch. If you want to help us out, you can rate and review the show or tell a friend about us. If you enjoy what we do, consider backing us on Patreon, where we release a bonus show each month along with a bunch of extra stuff. Check it out at patreon.com slash VRE. And to all our patrons, thank you for supporting us. Thank you. Thank you. I just remembered that the reason why Blodwin founded this was to find Halus and I yeah, I like to think that like
Orville will go oh, out yeah. with Blodwin on like sea voyages <laughs> and maybe a date. <laughs> <laughs> no, Blodwin. I don't know. Oh, I have no idea. I, I was thinking Orville would be younger than Blodwin. Right, like, Blodwin would be very I old mean, and much right. younger. Yeah. yeah, I mean that is because Blodwin was already like an old man as of like ten, uh, twenty years ago in this timeline. So yeah. Also, he only has eyes for Halus now. So. <laughs> 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 